Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Enbridge, uh, and you know the story, I'm sure, over the last few days, we've heard that Enbridge, the massive pipeline company, is going to sell stakes in seven pipelines to indigenous groups in Canada for some $1.12 billion. $1.12 billion. Ron Quintal is president of the Fort McKay Métis Nation. That's near the Alberta oil sands. And he joins us on uh, the Roy Green Show. Ron, thank you very much for taking the time. And tell us, please, uh, for the Fort McKay Métis Nation, what does it mean? What does this this contract with Enbridge mean? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Roy. Um, I, I guess when we look at this opportunity, what it does is it shows uh, purely that opportunity. I think that, you know, looking at uh, the, the amount of work that we put into uh, getting uh, an opportunity uh, to purchase an asset like this and, you know, getting 23 uh, Indigenous communities together to do it uh, in itself is unprecedented. But at the end of the day, it's really going to create nothing but opportunity uh, for our people. Interesting as well, and I think very timely that it came in the same week as the uh, Truth and Re- Reconciliation Day. Absolutely, and I think we, we geared we geared towards that. I think that you know it was uh, almost a goal of ours. Uh, while you know business uh, tends to move at its own pace, we wanted to make sure that you know we could use this as a reflection of what opportunity can really look like uh, should we use it in the right context. Yeah, it is time, is it not? I mean, we've talked about this many times on the air over the last numbers of years about indigenous ownership in major conventional gas and oil projects across Canada. And the point was made by our guest repeatedly. Look, there are many indigenous communities, indigenous and um, First Nations groups that want to get involved, that wish to be engaged in stakeholders. And uh, that was available in a limited sense, but this really opens the horizons, doesn't it? It does, and I think what it does, uh, because of the fact that it lined up so well with Truth and Reconciliation Day, it shows economic reconciliation. I think, you know, contrary to popular belief, uh, Indigenous people just wanted to play a part uh, with resource development in their traditional territories. Uh, You know, every community in my region uh, have made that very clear for uh, generations, and I think that now that this opportunity has come forward, it's definitely, it's not going to open the door, it's going to blow it open uh, for other uh, opportunities for other Indigenous groups throughout the country. What do you say to critics, and they're out there, who will challenge Indigenous communities engaging with this massive pipeline company on pipelines? Well, I think, you know, what this does is it, is it gives us a voice at the table, first and foremost. You know, as shareholders, we will have a direct ability to contribute our opinion as well as dollars, uh, for that matter, towards uh, mitigating environmental uh, impacts, towards uh, stewarding our communities uh, in and around uh, this resource development. But further to that, we can use the resources or the revenues, pardon me, from this pipeline uh, to be able to put towards things like renewable energy. At the end of the day, I mean, we don't have an endless supply of dollars, and we're not going to sit here and wait for governments, whether it be Ottawa or provincially, uh, to be able to uh, fund programs. I think that what this does is it puts that responsibility square in our hands. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. I think we're not. there's no denying of uh, greenhouse gases and global warming, but I think it, you know it's important to us that we can use these revenues uh, for the purposes of looking at uh, investing in, in renewable energies as well. 
you're a very forward-looking community. I've what I've read and what I've learned about the Fort McKay Métis community. You've always been very forward-looking, very oriented into getting things done, accomplishing what you, the goals that you set, and set yourself goals and set yourself objectives, and and gone out and and done and done what you intended to do. So if we can be a, a, just a little bit specific here, what does this allow? And you just talked about it uh, somewhat, uh, Ron. But what is it? What does this allow your community to undertake for your people? Uh, let me, well, I think you hit the nail on the head there. We're very progressive and we're poor thinking. And what this is going to allow us to do is invest in our children. You know, mm-hmm. we look at uh, stigmas and stereotypes that are out there about Indigenous peoples. Uh, we want to make sure that we, we put those to rest once and for all. We want to use these dollars to invest in our kids, to make them the best of us, to knock down barriers so that, you know, they can be able to go out and get, you know, university educations, to, to go be doctors, to go be lawyers. Uh, you know, I think that that's ultimately what this, what this will allow us to do, is we can set aside dollars on an annual basis to ensure that our kids can uh, can get the best education possible, uh, as well as you know, in, uh, also investing in, in cultural uh, activities, so that we can take them on the land, so that they can also hold on to their heritage, their culture, with their history, where they come from. But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's uh, paramount uh, for any indigenous community to make sure that we are doing everything we possibly can to give the youth uh, the upper hand uh, in, in in an ever changing world uh, that we live in. It's interesting you say that. I just uh, spoke with Adrian Sutherland, uh, musician, artist from Attawapiskat, and we were talking about life in the community. I've talked to Adrian many times over the years, and uh, he has this wonderful project for Truth and Reconciliation that involved grade six and seven non-Indigenous kids in the province of Ontario, and one of his songs that he co-wrote with Serena Ryder. And we started talking, and he he mentioned his kids and his grandkids and the kids in Attawapiskat and how important it is to provide them with some opportunities to look forward and to engage in in activities and have the the funding to do so. Um, And and that is is so critically important. You're talking about your kids in your community as well. What what has the reaction been from within the community to the the, uh, contract with with, uh, Enbridge? Well, I think it's, you know, we've consulted with them throughout the process. So we wanted to make sure that uh, it was clear to them exactly what the intent was. And, uh, you know, my, my community is in the heart of the oil sands, and you know we've we've seen development go up around us for generations. And our our people wanted to make sure that we had skin in the game, so that we are you know making sure that we're a major player when it comes to uh, resource development in our traditional territory. Uh, so you know it's it's something that you know is is being met with uh, obviously caution, just because of the fact that it's such a a different way of looking at generating revenue. But at the same time, it also uh, allows us uh, and allows the community members uh, the the insight to. to to challenge leadership to make sure that Enbridge is doing the best job they possibly can uh, to uh, facilitate the delivery of any product in these pipelines. How difficult was it to reach the final agreement? Well, actually, um, the, I think the hardest part was getting 23 leaders on the same page. I think that that was, you know, it, it's no it's no easy task to get, you know, a number of First Nations, Métis uh, groups together, you know, especially when there's when there's uh, tiered rights, if you will, segregation of rights, uh, even in the Indigenous world. Uh, so getting, you know, 23 groups together uh, to, to be able to look at, you know, what this could hold for us, I think, was no small undertaking in itself. Uh, the business in itself was, was probably the easiest part. It's getting the, the personalities 
uh, to be able to uh, agree that, yes, this is the best path forward for us, I think was uh, something that we had to overcome. But at the end of the day, we did. And I, I, you know, I applaud Enbridge for, for stewarding this and, and you know, taking uh, the upper hand, if you would, to try to uh, mitigate any concerns that the communities had. But I think that, you know, we've done that. We've done it well. Has this opened the door for future uh, contracts, uh, additional, additional endeavors? I hope so. I think that, you know, uh, when I said earlier, blows the door open, I think that this is the future of resource development in, in Canada, as far as I'm concerned. I think that, you know, Indigenous people have, have, have always been here, and I think it's important that, you know, no matter what projects are going up, I think what this does is set the stage, not just for economic reconciliation, but it sets the stage for communities to be able to, you know, be con- in control of their own destiny, if you would, uh, by, by looking at major projects in their traditional territory and, you know, uh, making the investment should they choose. I think that, you know, looking at uh, the Alberta government and, you know, the work that they did through the uh, the uh, uh, AIOC, uh, you know, the Aboriginal Operations Business uh, um, Opportunities Corp, pardon me, uh, it, what it's done is it's, it's guaranteed the dollars that we needed to invest. So essentially, Alberta's co-signed, if you would, uh, the venture, and, you know, they're just guaranteeing the cash. There's no cash changing hands here other than what we were able to get from our from our, uh, our funders. But you know, I think that it's uh, a model that, you know, other provinces and the, the, the federal government should be looking very, very hard at because I think what it does is it opens the door for future success. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.